Hello, Swordmaster. This here is Jan Jansen from the Republic of the People's Denmark. I am calling to say hi hi because I went in the cinema for two days ago and saw Transformers 6 uh, and the major robots reminded me of the um, Soviet hunks that I found in the boot of your trabi in, in the summer of 89. Uh, I still look on and remember with uh, much fondness your time here in Christiania of teaching the local artists to paint with, uh, how you say, feces uh, and hunt for sweets. I see you soon at uh, Morton Storm's Ascension Day. Um, best wishes, Jan. Hello, is Ivan here? Leave a message for Saltman. Uh, he uh, told me to call him about the band reunion. Yeah, the band be called uh, Sweaty Soviet Hunk. Call back, please. Yeah, you're off the drip, mate. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, mate. Thanks for asking. Episode six. Episode six. Law and Gimme, 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 I've got stabbing in me tummy. Whoa, you don't need to play wheelchair tennis to know that it's a hard, it's hard work staying real, as real as a polka dotted pocking ball, swinging at a brick house of six quarters in the inner city of your own assholes. So on to real things and real conversation. I had another fascinating week. A fascinating week in testing the boundaries of body science culinary experimentation and Asian food. Fast bird, give me some give more ales, you useless monkey. Come on, mate. Give me some more beer, you greedy gremlin. Alright. Okay, mate. Back to the story. So, the other day, I rocked through Box Hill at about 1.30am and I stopped in me trusty the fabulously reliable wonton king a few doors down from the post office on the corner of Station and Whitehorse. The dull glow of the Hong Kong S neon light is a welcoming gesture in the cold, wet, dark, lonely streets of Box Hill midweek at 1.30am. As I drive past, the streets are largely empty. I see a couple of stoners posing out the front of a 7-Eleven in their flannel hat robes with Robe, sorry, with bride's bungalow embossed on the back in golden frankincense. I honk at them. Meep, meep. And then they do the infamous Saltman wave. A fist in the air, punching the stars right out of the heavens. Other hand, punching their own heads in anger. Right on the temple. Ooh. I, I, I parented that last Christmas. I parented once or twice and it worked a treat, but not for me. It's not my thing. As I... Find a spot outside the front of the Wonton King. There's literally no one around, apart from a couple of guys called Rooster Brigade. Brigade, sorry. I'm slurring my words because I've had a well into my cups, but you know what I meant, the Rooster Brigade. A strange ragtag of individuals that I don't see on my day shift as a full-time eyeball or a mega security man. During the daytime when I don my chubby chub security jumper, I use my power to arrest and punish rodents. During the night time, it's really no different. I just call it citizen's arrest or late night vigilantism. 
<laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so the Royce of Brigade were in the median strip, double over in trench coats, near the fountain, springing with knapsacks, doing stuff which I can only imagine as being too strange to say verbally. I ignore these weirdos as I part Skeletor and focus on eating some Chinese magic. As I enter Wonton King, the drowsy chefs nod and grin with cigarette in mouth characters like that out of a Charlie Chan Silver Harvest movie, sitting in the corner against Starwood panelling in a dim lit corner, reading the latest news from the Orient, playing cards and studying the Jamaican language. The place goes silent and I approach Jimmy Chinese in the golf ball and yell out my order. Along these lines, the eagle has landed! The owl has approached and the cooked Indian murder is in between my gapless teeth. Jimmy stands speechless until I correct my order and say, <clears throat> Fried combination noodles please man. It turns, shoves some more dumplings in his grinning toothing mouth, toothy mouth and chucks some stuff in a wok. Me and uh, I sat in the corner of this intriguing joint, watching men and whispering in poison tongues, shifting in slow motion, plotting against me in Chinese speak, setting up their communist daughters with me, giving me drawings of chow fat, kicking fat Aussies in the face, know what I mean? Just normal stuff really. I was really it was really kind of nice to be honest. I ended up giving getting invited out to the back where my takeaway was some old honker men who gave me some fried duck and we played cards for hours. They gave me Chinese liquor and I got well pretty drunk. I left at about 3am, Charlie and Gonzo, the Chinese punishers, hugging and high-fiving me into the freezing cold air, giving me countless bags of takeaway, which I chucked into the back of Skeletor. The boys were going to love what I was going to bring for breakfast, slash lunch, slash dinner, slash whatever. As I fired up Skeletor's beastie engine, I saw something shift in the median strip. Like most nights when I lay in the master's cottage in the nocturnal village, usually demons or gnomes, usually from some glue sniffing or watching too much Steve Weissart. Hmm. I slowly ventured towards the median strip. Silence surrounded me. No noise, no cars, only Charlie Chan hucking up in the background. I sat near the fountain, garlic and soy dripping out of my nose, enjoying the last few hours in my mind. Good memories of multi-ethnic enjoyment, Chinese and Aussie white beasts, hanging out, eating and drinking like winning legends. I actually started to fall asleep on the bench near the fountain, content and warm in the freezing Melbourne air, until I spotted out of my half-shut eyes, I spotted a huge fat slithering hairy rat, an actual rat, then another, then another. Then a gang of them feasting on a dead dog. I think it was a little chihuahua as I recall. Bob must have dropped his failed greyhound, greyhound off. No, it was a greyhound. That's right. Somewhere between a chihuahua and a greyhound. And there it was, waiting to be finished off and devoured by the land piranhas. I sat there in awe as filthy rodents splintered around between bushes, running for cover and hiding in the darkness. For a moment, I really... Well, I pitied them. I had no idea how I could turn this delicious rodent meat into something edible, something more like street spam. In my drunken MSG state, I had a brainstorm. 
I still had the 1960s lawnmower in the back of Skeletor when Roger Coldiron actually thought he would mow our massive grey land with a crappy mower, which he didn't of course, but there it was. So I pulled over into the median strip, fired it up like a ruthless Japanese zero and went to work. I hunted them down like a sensitive Nazi hunter and chased those little filthy, disgusting, shitty rats with a lawnmower, <laughs> laughing, screaming in a kind of furious rage. It was quite amazing. As soon as the brown shits went underneath the lizard chopper, it had spit them out in a mince pie mess. Blood, hair and bonuses spraying around the ground. Bonus is a bit of a code word, an under 15 word for anuses, so I don't offend. Well, I did this for hours until I just started shooting them with the Lewis gun. In the end, I actually turned the lawnmower upside down, throwing the dead rat to the underside of the lawnmower, the mince body becoming even more tenderized. It was like a gremlin mated with Sir Ginger in the leather, in the feather legend. You know that one. You know that movie. Well, at 5.30am, I took the little corpses back home, mixed with Wonton King's magical treats, a combination of lovely rice dishes, dumplings and raw rat meat, and a disgusting mess of horror. Oh, well, me and Yabby chucked it on the barbecue, cooked it up, and the boys ate it quicker than me eating my own fleshy balls out of my leather ball bag. It was a great moment, and we all lived happily for another 25 years because of all this lovely rat meat. Great stuff. Great stuff.